ask that you would repeat after me. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him and he shall direct thy paths. Now may the Lord add a blessing to the reading and the hearers of his word. May we all be seated. God has blessed us to be alive and well, to be able to be in the house of the Lord on this morning. There are many people who are living today who are not in our situation. There are people who are in dire need right now as we speak as we sit in the house of the Lord getting ready to worship God there are so many people are suffering right now physically emotionally and even spiritually and uh, it is just a blessing to to be here at this moment in our lives to experience the things that we have experienced thus far in life. Thus far, last week, rather, we have been through some ups and some downs, and some people were more down than up and more down than others, but we are here on today. And you know, sometimes people come up in here late, and uh, they walk up in here 10, 20, 30 minutes late. But you know, I want to say something. Thank God they showed up. <laughs> because when they looked at their watch and they saw the time, they knew they were late. And at that point in their life, they had a decision to make. They could have simply stayed home. They could have simply turned around. They could have simply put the car keys down, but they made up in their minds that God is too important for me to turn around on the Lord. And I know they might have should have been in here late, but we don't know what they dealt with that night. You ain't got to say amen, it's right anyhow. You don't know the struggles people go through each and every day. You don't know the problems people deal with day in and day out. And so for those who are late on this morning and for those who are late every once in a while, I stopped by to say this morning, thank God you didn't change your mind. Because if we tell the truth, all of us will run late and all of us will have to deal with with some challenges in our lives. And what the devil wants you to do is to turn around on the Lord. He wants you to stop. But don't you quit. Don't you give up. Even when you're running five to ten minutes late. Keep pushing. Keep pressing. 
towards heaven and towards God on today. Amen, somebody. Uh, that was just in me this morning. I, I just, that's not my lesson, but that was just in me this morning. And uh, I thought it well to say that uh, because sometimes we can beat ourselves up and we can beat others up without looking at our own selves. And we forget how, how quickly we forget. How quickly we forget. And uh, just like you want God to be patient with you, you need to be patient with other people. So we're glad to be in here on, on today. You know, this is what we call the family reunion. And every Sunday we come, the family of God meets in here. And just like our sign says outside, this is not like family. We are family. This is really family. This is really our family. The church is really our family. This is really all we got down here and what we will have up in glory. And, uh, and we need to uh, consider those things uh, that we, uh, as a Christian, need to be there more for each other. Uh, because all of us can use uh, extra hug, extra love, extra care, and an extra prayer. So this is the family of God. And so uh, whenever, whenever we uh, lose a member of the Lord's church, it's, it's really a hurting thing, especially when it's a family member. So at this time, we ask Sister Lydia Young, come on up, come on down to, this ain't the price is right, but you come on down anyhow. And I'm going to ask Brother Gathers to do something for me on this morning. <clears throat> come on up. You ain't scared, huh? We ain't going to eat you. We ain't going to bite you. All right. Sister Lydia, we'll be leaving. Oh, boy, I tell you. Excuse me. Oh, boy, I tell you. This don't make no bad sense. She'll be leaving us. You, you leaving this week, next week, next month, the following month? Tuesday. She'll be leaving this Tuesday. She'll be going to, to Austin, Texas. And, and we're going to miss her. Whew. Boy, I tell you. Brother Gattis, come on. Bring, bring, come on, come on. I, I, I mess around and fall out of here. We just want to just show our appreciation to Sister Lydia. Come on a little closer here, Sister Lydia, if you don't mind. And um, uh, because she has been a, uh, a faithful servant of the Lord ever since she came, and she comes from the Port Allen Church, and when we first came here, she, she moved her membership, and she stayed ever since, and uh, get this thing uh, open up for, for me, Brother Gatters, and let's see if I'll be able to read this on this morning. And uh, so, uh, these, these are your fall flowers. Your fall flowers, and uh, uh, this is this says to Sister Lydia Young, thank you for your faithful service to the Hollywood Street Church of Christ. We love you. 2021. We're going to miss you. Yeah. No, that's just a stand. 
that's to stand to it and uh, take this uh, care of this far, Brother Gat. I don't know if she can handle that uh, on this morning. Just bring that to you on this morning. Take it to her seat on this morning. Sister Lydia, we love you. We're going to miss you dearly. We're going to continue to pray for you. If you ever need us, we'll be right over here. And keep in mind, we are family. All right. Amen. Amen. Yeah. <clears throat> be finding Mark chapter 16. Mark chapter 16. Mark chapter 16. You okay over there, Brother Young? You okay? All right, man. Brother Young, that's our uncle there. I want to make sure he's all right. Mark 16, 15, and 16. If you dare, Mark 16 and verse 15, just say amen. The Bible says, and he said unto them, go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. But he that believeth not shall be damned. Before we introduce the subject on this morning, I want to mention that in life, as Christians especially, what God wants us to do is to learn how to prioritize. Christians should always have God at its top. The Lord should always be at the top. He should not be second. He should not be third. He should not be fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh on the list. God should remain number one. You know, uh, in America, we push a number of things on our children. We push education. Nothing is wrong with education. Education is good, especially in a world and in a time like this. We start educating our children some when they're still inside of their mother. Some of you will take out books and you'll read to your children uh, before the baby or the infant is, is, is out the womb, right? You begin the education process at that time. And then when the child is born, you continue to do what? You continue to read to the child and develop of the child's mind and when the child becomes a toddler you'll continue that education process and then when the child the toddler becomes a child you'll continue the education process and when the child becomes an adolescent you'll continue the education process and when the child becomes a teenager and so on and so forth we make sure that our children go to school we will enroll them in pre-K. We will enroll them in, in kindergarten. We will make sure they go to school. We'll make sure they'll come back home and do their what? And do their homework. Even if it takes them two and three and four hours, you're going to make sure that by the time they get up in the morning, they'll be ready to turn in that homework. We make sure that we do everything possible 
that they can walk across the high school stage and walk across into whatever it is that they're going. We spend time, we spend energies, we spend our monies, we will spend our efforts to make sure that our children are educated. Uh, I just believe that if you can put that much time and energy into education, I think you ought to do it even more with the spiritual. Uh, let's see. In Catholicism, there are some things that they do. Uh, they have to make their first communion. I can remember wearing the white shirt, the black pants, and the black shoes. And you had to make your first communion. There was a time frame that the Catholic Church gave the parents that when your child reaches a certain age, he or she is required to do confirmation. They're required, I think that's what it's called, Brother Young. Uh, and then the other one is the first communion. And they're required to do that in Catholicism, right? They're required to go to catechism classes. There's a time frame in Catholicism that when this boy or girl reaches a certain age, they have to do these certain events or rituals or ceremonial acts inside of the Catholic Church. There's time frame that's placed by the church. And then there's the Jehovah's Witness. They will take their young children every Saturday morning. They will hold their hands, knock on doors, teaching the young boys and girls their doctrine. And when they get of age, they will be required to do the same thing. There's a time frame with Jehovah's Witness. There's the church of Jesus Christ. They're called the Mormons. When their teenagers become seniors and when they graduate, the church of Jesus Christ, the Mormons, it is required. There's a time frame that they send them when they graduate high school. They have to do two years of mission work overseas. That's required by the Mormon church. There's a time frame. When the Mormon teenagers come back from mission, they are given a badge. And on the badge, they become officers. Young men, 20 years old, is an officer in the Mormon church. Matter of fact, they are officers and they're called elders. Now, I'm not trying to say what's right and what's wrong doctrinally, with those other faiths. But what I'm trying to show us today is this, is that 
there is an understanding between the home and the church that the church puts in place certain requirements that the parents understand that by this time in my son or in my daughter's life, they will be going on to a next stage, a next level of the church. Mm. Uh, I want to talk to you this morning on the subject making baptism a priority. Woo! Making baptism a priority. If the Mormons have a time frame and a requirement, if Jehovah's Witness got a time frame and a requirement, if the Catholic Church got a time frame and requirement, then why in the world don't the Church of Christ that belongs to the Lord, that talks about book, chapter, and verse. Shouldn't we have time frames? Shouldn't we have requirements in the church? I know we should have requirements in the church because when I go back to the Old Testament, there's a thing called bar mitzvah. Now, you don't know about bar mitzvah, but bar mitzvah is this. It's when a, we call them Jewish boys, but they were Hebrews. Hebrew is the people, Jewish is the religion. What you need to understand is, is when a Hebrew boy was 12, he transitioned from boyhood, Sister Brock, into manhood. That was a time frame. That was a requirement. The reason why we suffer with so lack of elders and deacons in the Lord's church and preachers and Bible school teachers is because nobody is setting a time frame. Nobody is setting a requirement and we are the church of Christ. We should have a list of guys lined up, signed up to become a deacon in the Lord's church. We should have a list of guys signed up on a list to become elders in the Lord's church. There should be time frame. Your sons should be taught. Your daughters should be taught making baptism a requirement. Your son and your daughter should not be a grown woman and a grown man have been in the church all their entire lives and ain't baptized yet. Whenever I see that, something is wrong somewhere. There should be an understanding, a clear understanding between the parents and the church or the parents and the leaders of the church that when my son get this certain age, he will be ready to be baptized. And when that does not happen, it is because the parents have failed them. Ooh, you're quiet. Somebody should shout, amen, preacher. We make sure they graduate the fifth grade. We make sure of that. And proud of it, too. We make sure 
they graduate from the 12th into something else. We make sure of that. They're either going to work, they're either going to college, they're either going to the military, they're going to do something. We make sure of that, right? All I'm saying, church, if we can make sure they do that in the physical life, in the secular life, what about the spiritual life? And all I'm saying to us is that the church ought to have a time frame. Requirement, I'm not saying when your son make three and four and five, I'm not, and I'm not even putting an age on it, but I think you understand what I'm saying is that when your children get a certain age, they should already be in Christ. If your son is 35 and he ain't in the Lord yet, if your son can graduate high school and ain't graduate from baptism, something wrong with that. Hmm. If Bar Mitzvah was 12, transitioning into a manhood at 12 to 13 years old, that tells me something. That at 12, you got good understanding. You got good understanding. Well, point number one. Point number one. What is important to the parents will be important to the children. If, <laughs> if education is important to the parents, then they will instill it in their children. If, if sports is, is important to the parents, uh, well, yeah, you'll make sure the dad is going to put them in some kind of sport. What is important to the parents will be important to the children. If Bible study is important to the parents, it should be important to the children. If reading your Bible is important to the parents, it should be important to your children. If praying on your knees should be important to the parents, it should be important to your children. If coming to church on Sunday morning is important to the parents, it ought to be important to your children. If Wednesday night is important to the parents, it ought to be important to your children. If giving on Sunday mornings is important to the parent, then the children ought to follow. On Sunday morning, I don't care if your child, your child ain't a Christian. Whenever that collection plate, that, that, that box is in the back, you train your child how to give. You, you give them an envelope. You put, I don't care if you put a dollar in there. You put a dollar in there. You teach them how to put their name and put the 1.00 and drop it in the box. You, it's your job to train your child. Train up a child. And the way he should go. And when he's old, he will not depart from it. The Bible says train up. When you train up a child, all it's saying is you're setting them up for success. When you train down a child, you are setting them up for failure. It's your choice. It's your desire. It's your direction. It's your aim. It's your goal. Wherever you direct your children, that's where they're going to end up. Whatever is important to mama and daddy is important to your son and your daughter. And to some, worship ain't important. It ain't important enough for you to come up in here every Sunday morning. And guess what? You are training your child that God is not important enough for us to be in worship every Sunday morning. What is important to the mom, the dad, or any guardian who has responsibility of the caretaking of the child, if it ain't important to you, 
it will not be imported to them. Bible says, train up a child in the way he should go. When he's old, he will not depart from it. I don't care if he get off track, it's going to still be in him. He can't get rid of it. He ain't going to be the guy. I don't care how much, how much he tries, it's going to be in him. I'm talking about if you put it in him, you're going to have to make sure you put it in him. Because sometimes it go through one ear and it come out through the other, but you're going to have to make sure some things stick to the rib. Uh, but if you can't, if it stick to the rib, it's going to be there for life. He's going to have a conscience. He's going to develop a conscience. I said he's going to develop a conscience. He might go off and hit a little puff, puff, give, but I stopped by today to tell y'all, he's going to have a conscience. He might drink a fifth and get drunk, but he's going to have a conscience. He might be in the club throwing his ones, but he's going to have a conscience. I'm just trying to tell y'all. I'm just trying to tell what's important. What's important. The Bible says in Matthew chapter 19, verse number 14. The Bible says in Matthew 19, verse 14. The Bible says this. The Bible says, suffer the little children to come unto me. Forbade them not. The disciples were, were, were shunning the children. They, they, they were stopping the children. They were stopping the parents from bringing the children to Jesus because they wanted Jesus to touch them and, and to heal them and to bless them. And, and the disciples were like, no, 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 no. No, get them kids back away from Jesus. Don't you see that's the teacher? Get them back from Jesus. In biblical times, children was not like they are today. They are not seen like that. You see a child, you get excited. Not in biblical, biblical times. It was not like that. With that, Jesus said, wait a minute. Jesus said, wait a minute. Jesus said, stop, stop, stop it. What's wrong with y'all? Suffer the little children to come unto me. Anytime, let me tell you something. If you got a problem with a little child, you got a problem. If you got a problem with a little child, you have a problem. Oh, he's just bad. He's just that. If you got a problem with a little child, you got the problem. Train him. Train him. If you train him, he going to, listen, children don't act off of reasoning. They act off of emotions. That's why when you ask a child something, he going to tell you truth. Because he's acting not off of reasoning. He's acting off of emotions, right? That's what he's going off of. He don't act off of reason. A child going to tell you, uh, uh, did, did he shoot him? Did he kill him? Yes, he did. Mm -hmm. That's not reason. That's emotions. If you think it through, you're going to be like, well, now, that's my dad. Should I really tell him that? I don't know. But a child is going to be straight with you. And if you got an issue with a child, you got the issue. Jesus says, suffer. Suffer. Suffer the little children to do what? Come unto me. Jesus said, I don't have no problem with the children coming to me. Right? Church, that's a note for us. And I'm not saying we should have the children up here doing all kind of things, but I think we ought to start training these boys and these girls. Uh, they ought to know how to pray when they get a certain age. They ought to read scriptures when they get a certain age. They ought to know how to take care of church business. I'm telling y'all, if all of the other folk can do that, why in the world? We cannot do that. And I stopped by today to tell y'all, I, I, I just want to tell y'all that that I'm not for continuing like that. Oh, y'all didn't hear what I said. I am not for continuing like that. We got to do a better job 
in the church. We, I said we got to do a better job in the church. The men got to do a better job. Self-included. That's how Brother Brown said, right? Self. You know how Brother Brown Self-included. Brother Brown, you listening? Self-included. We, the men got to do a better job. The sister girls got to do a better job. That when Brother Vilts goes off to the side, they're going to have another Brother Vilts. Somebody else going to come up right behind them. We ain't got to go out there trying to kill ourselves, trying to find a good preacher. When elders move off and go off and die off, we should have men in line to step up to the plate. When deacons move on and move off, we should have it set up in line. When Brother Shoals can't do finances anymore, we should have another Brother Shoals and then another Brother Shoals behind him. When Brother Dyer can't do what he do, and Brother Hall can't do what he do, then we ought to have another Brother Dyer, another Brother Hall. Uh, when we can't have Brother Kemp do what he do, and Brother Tyler do what they do, we ought to have another Brother Kemp behind him, and another Brother Tyler behind him. And when the good sisters can't do what they do, we ought to have another sister behind her, and another sister behind, so that we can keep God's church moving. Church doors across the country is getting ready to close because they got a bunch of seniors and they ain't got but three and four and five members in the church. The church is a movement. And we got churches sitting down in their communities and folk next door is lost and ain't nobody talking to them. God then gave you an entire community. I don't care about the church down the street. It's our community. Ricky Ross say, buy back the block. This our block. And I dare any preacher, any bishop, any pastor to come up on our block because we're going to run them off this block. God put us in this community. Brother Young, God put y'all up in here. And God didn't put us down here just to look at a building like it's a monument. God put us down here to be a movement. Go impact these families' lives. Go influence these single parents. Go influence these single fathers and these single mothers who are striving and busting their behinds to do the very best that they can do. And we're sitting on a treasure with the gospel of our Lord and Savior. Jesus Christ ain't doing squat with it. Got seniors across the way getting ready to check out, but they're lost. We got kids running around here with their pants practically down, but they're lost. We got mothers and fathers who are shacking up, ain't married. They're lost. And we down here, this our block. I wish I had somebody up in here with me. This our block. Go buy back the block. Jesus bought it for us. What you going to do with it? Oh, y'all don't feel me this morning. Y'all don't, don't feel a preacher this morning. Listen, train them up. Jesus said, suffer the little children to come unto me. Give me 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 15. 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 15. 2 Timothy 3, verse, verse 15. Watch what Paul says. And that from a what? You see all of these child and children I'm going to? 
and that from a child I have known the Holy Scriptures. And he says the Holy Scriptures are able to make you wise unto what? Salvation. Church, I'm not fighting all that other stuff I'm telling you about. That's good in its place. But when your son and your daughter stand up as a person before Jesus Christ in judgment, that education ain't going to help them. Y'all ain't listening to me. It's going to get real up there in the judgment. I'm telling y'all, don't miss this. From a child. You know, Timothy, you know the holy what? <laughs> Scriptures. It's good if you know geometry. I don't, but you do. Trig, right? Trigonometry. I, I don't understand. I, I don't understand that. But some of you do. But that ain't going to get you in. That might get you in a good job, but that ain't going to get you in heaven. All I'm saying is you best be balanced down here. You best be balanced down here. And I want you to understand something. He says, which are able to make thee what? Wise? Wise? Any child, any teenager need wisdom? Huh? Listen, there are children, teenagers making messed up decisions every day. Paul says it was in the Holy Scriptures. Watch this, unto salvation. That's the ending point, y'all. You, salvation. Salvation. That's the ending point. Salvation. T-I-O-N, somebody says the process of. <laughs> Listen, salvation. We are steadily being saved and sanctified now. You are saved, but God is sanctifying us. We're being sanctified. But he says it's in the holy word. In the Holy Scriptures, the Bible says, seek ye first. Now, in case you had an argument before, this here will cut your argument out. Seek ye first. I just want you to just listen, just let it sink a little while. Seek ye what? First. The kingdom of God and his you know the scriptures. And his righteousness and all of these other things will be what? Oh, don't miss that adding. You can have all of that other stuff. God says, I'm going to add to what you already have. What's that, God? I'm going to make sure you got somewhere to live. God says, I'm going to make sure you got some clothes on your back. God says, I'm going to make sure you got some bread on your table. No, 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 brother, don't, 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 don't go there. You know God ain't going to do us like that. God going to do better than bread. You know God going to put some filet mignon on your table sometime. He going to put some, some, some parmesan chicken on your Y'all tell the truth. I don't act like y'all don't know. Y'all eat good. We eat good in this life. And the Lord bless us. Watch this over here. Seek ye first question question for every mom and dad are you seeking God first is he first if is he first 
That's, that's the pulpit to the refrigerator. Is he first? Is God first in your life? Is God first in your marriage? Is God first in your finances? Is God first in your house? God says seek. God says seek. Seek you first. The kingdom of God and his righteousness and all of these days shall be added. Point number two. <clears throat> Point number two. Watch this here. You could either use them or lose them. We better start, we better start taking better care of these boys and these girls in the church. You can use them. Yeah, use them. Do, do something. Find something for them to do. Use them. You use them, use them, use them. They're, they're, they're children. When you train them, you got to put them on the right track. They don't know which way is right. They just go by emotions and what they see and what they hear. That's what they do. So you got to make sure you put them on the right track. And if you put them on that right track and when he starts to veer off, keep them on the track. Keep them on the track. Keep them on that right path. And, and when he stays on the right path, then he'll know like David. They were talking about David this morning in the Bible class. David fought Goliath, and David was not even at the age of Saul. He was a young man, but he fought Goliath. He wouldn't ask, as Brother Gatter took out his measurement, uh, uh, measurement this morning, showed how big and tall Goliath was and little old David. Uh, but David's daddy put him on the right path. Put him on the right path. And he became a sheep boy and went to the king all because somebody, whether you're a grandmother, grandfather, an uncle, an aunt, a friend, a cousin, a mother, a father, a preacher, elder, deacon, teacher, whomever put the child on the right path. And you don't know where the child is going to end up when you put them on the right Church, there's a lot of children that are being lost because ain't nobody taking no time with them. They're too busy. They're too busy left alone. Children got to have guidance. They got to have guidance. They got to have instructions. They, 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 have, you know, they need leadership over their lives. They're children. Children can't run their lives. They, they don't know how to go get a job. I was with one of my boys. Uh, who was it? Was it you, Reese? I think I was telling you about, about the job the other day at McDonald's. Was that you, Reese? I think I was telling you that. Oh, you don't know now. Okay. Cool. Goes off of emotions. You see that? He didn't even think, well, I'm, let me help my dad out. You know what I'm saying? But, yeah, he just did this. I was telling Reese, I said, well, I said, well, you, 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 you want to take care of yourself? He's like, yeah. And uh, I said, well, you going you gonna, you gonna to find your job? Yeah. You, we at McDonald's right now. You want to work now? No. <laughs> they, they can't take care of themselves. They, they, they go off of emotions. Everything is emotion. They, they go off of that. We can either lose, use our kids or we can lose them. Look, just, just ride around neighborhoods and, and see See folk out there. Watch our people. Watch them. Little babies running in diapers across the street by themselves. Kids walking, no pants on their behinds. 
walking down the street, yelling, talking to himself because somebody failed him. I don't blame them. I don't blame him. No, he's the way he is because somebody failed him. She's the way she is. You, you look at, at some young lady, you say, how could they be like that? Somebody failed them. Don't just look at them and say, oh, they messed up. You don't know what happened to them. We're so quick to judge people when we see them. You cannot judge the book by its cover. You haven't walked in anybody's shoes. You haven't walked in that person's shoes. You don't know what they've been through. You don't know what they've gone through right now. The best thing you can do is talk to the Lord for them. And the best thing, can I help you, sweetie? Can I help you? Can, can, can I help you? What, can, is there anything I can do for you? Can, what can I do? Sir, I, I just need somebody to listen to me. I've been trying to talk to my dad for the last 10 years, but, but ain't nobody got no time for me. Young lady said, I, all I want is somebody to really hold me and hug me and love me and care for me and nurture me and tell me that I am somebody and tell me that I am important and my mama ain't never there. My daddy was never there. I don't even have nobody, so I give myself to the streets the best way I know how to take care of myself. And we got people in the Lord's house who should understand what's happening, but sometimes we don't. And the best thing you can do for somebody is extend your hand of help. Point number three, I'm closing, I'm closing. Sometimes we say the children are too young. Yeah. Not from what I'm standing. <laughs> they, they ain't too young to sell no drugs. They, they ain't too young to pick up that iron. Sure. I know where I'm from in Vilp, they ain't too young. They ain't too young to cuss you out. They ain't too young to stand toe-to-toe -to -toe and fight his mama and fight his daddy. They ain't too young to do that. They ain't too young to tell a lie. They ain't too young to rob a store. They ain't too young to fight the authorities. They ain't too young. Stop making excuses for these little kids. They know more about sex sometimes than those of us who've been in it for a long time. They go to school at seven years old and the teachers got to go get them out of the bathroom off of each other. And you talking about they too young. Hmm, they too young, all right. These kids ain't too young. They're smarter than what you know. Oh, I can't believe my daughter's like that. You know, you, you better, you quit that. If you don't know, it's because you ain't paying attention. Hmm. <laughs> they ain't too young, y'all. And my point is, if they ain't too young to do all of that mischief, trifling acts, and they ain't too young to come to the Lord either. If they could understand what a nine millimeter would do if he pulled the trigger, they could understand what water would do when you get in it. If they could understand what selling drugs would give them money, 
they could understand Jesus died in their place. All I'm telling y'all, they ain't too young. You ain't never took the time to teach them. Start putting your time and your energy in your children. And stop putting it in everything else. Or you might have to sacrifice. Or you probably can't get that stuff you want over yonder. But you're going to put it in him. And it'll give me more joy to see it in him. Producing a good Christian citizen later on. Than me even driving a Bentley tomorrow. Because the joy you get from watching your children come up and watching your seed come up in them, your seed of indoctrinating them with God, with education, with socializing skills, with being able to think, with being able to control their emotions and not have anger built up in them. And they go around fighting and cussing and cutting and shooting folk because they can't control themselves. That'll give me more joy when I can look at my sons and they can control themselves. Versus somebody else got to go watch them son, got to look at them son, their son through the glass of Angola. That's my lesson to you. Boy, I sure hope it helped. I sure hope it encouraged some, some man sitting down. I, I, just, I just hope it encouraged some man sitting down with a family. A man with a family. A man who want a family. And say, you know, Brother Bill said something today that just struck a chord in me. It struck a chord in me. You know, I, I haven't been working that hard with my children. I'm gonna, man, I'm going to go home today. I'm going to start. I'm going to do something. I probably can't, 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 can't be, you know, I can't be everything. But, I, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start doing better today. I know, I know I haven't had elders and deacon on my mind, but I'm going to have it on my mind. I'm going to put that on my mind. I'm going to put that on my mind because, because the Lord needs some good men. And, and wives, listen to me. Your husband can't qualify if you're a bad wife. I say your husband can't qualify if you're a bad wife. He want to come work for the church, but you keeping him back. Now, he your husband, but he belonged to the Lord too. Amen, somebody. And you can't hold him to yourself all the time. You got to let him give some time to the Lord. Amen, somebody. I wish I had somebody up in here with me. For oh, God needs some good men. He needs some good women. He needs some good families. The church needs good, strong marriages. Good, good men, good men who going to love their wives. And, and pray for us on this end. And, and, and good women who are going to love us men. And stay with us. And stay together. Ooh. That's my lesson to you this morning. I don't know if it did somebody some good. But the Bible says the word of God does not come back void. So I just got to believe that somebody was helped this morning. I just got to believe that because the word of God uh, says that. And um, God's word is true. It's powerful. It's quick. Sharper than any two-edged sword. If you put it in your life, it'll bless you. It, it, it'll bless you. You do good things in life and good things will follow. You do bad things in life and you'll reap bad things. 
you're a child of God, you got sin in your life, you need to repent of some things, you need to make confession, you need to ask the church to pray for you, you'll have that opportunity. If you stand in need of prayer, we'll pray for you. If you need to be baptized, you believe Jesus died for you, you believe he, he took your place and he shed blood and water came out from his side. You believe he purchased his church. You heard the word this morning. You believe what you heard. You're willing to change your life in repentance. You're willing to say, I believe Jesus, the son of God, in confession. I want to be baptized for the remission of my sins. My question to you is, what's stopping you? What's stopping you? Prepare yourself, not just for this life, but the life to come with baptism that washes away all of our sins. That's my lesson to you. Yes, together we stand and together we sing the invitation song. Why don't you come? Why don't you come? Mm -hmm.